So it's bringing together the type of business model plus your life and then figuring out the jigsaw pieces and putting it together. The options are endless. It's just you got to start thinking about them so you know what your option is. Welcome to Scaling Simplified. A weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies and startups to help you scale to seven figures and keep your freedom. I'm Pip. And I'm Georgia. And between us, we have over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to this episode of Scaling Simplified. And this could be one of the most useful episodes you could ever listen to in our series. And what we're talking about today is what is your real business plan? Are you maximizing for a cash cow business or as a valuation? And what is the one finance metric that you are ignoring? Which might all sound like a load of mumble jumble and you're wondering what I'm on about. (laughs) But what I'm talking about is this. If you are a small business owner, a service-based business, a product-based business, and you are getting to this point where you are hitting 250K in revenue, maybe a little bit higher, you are at the point where you really not need to start thinking about what happens next. Where is this business going? And in this episode, we're going to give you a bit of an overview of the various options that you've got. So we all know about sales, we all know about profit cash, but Um, profit and cash. But the fourth metric that we're talking about is building wealth. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So Pip, why is it so important for people to start thinking about this? Oh, I love this topic so much. And I totally agree that this is the episode that may genuinely change the entire trajectory of your business with like over egging ourselves too much. But We build businesses, don't we, from a place of passion. When you start a business, you're so excited about your idea and you throw everything into it to build the business and the life you want. But once you start, you know, you've you've put the business to the test and it's starting to make money and you've got that proven concept, you have to understand where you're going because we've worked so hard and often for very little money in the first place that it seems to be a shame that we work this hard and we don't get something out of it at the end. And I see so many women who do this that are running something from such a pace of passion, but they're not creating the wealth that they deserve to create. And that quite frankly, they have earned because they're not thinking about this longer plan. So what we really want here is to help you ensure that you are working hard towards a goal and that you really have something to show at the end of that. Because, I mean, quite frankly, if not, we might as well stay in in employment with a regular salary, someone paying our pension, all the benefits, the company car, etc. If we can't maximize the, the value from our business, then what's the point? And as entrepreneurs, we're often hiring other people and providing income to other people. So we need to make sure that we're also setting ourselves up. And this is really where all of this comes in. It's like, how are we setting ourselves and our business up to really provide the future that we want? I agree. And I think one of the big things is that most people don't actually know what kind of business they are setting up for themselves. And to be really honest, building wealth does not just happen by accident. There has to be a plan. We've got to think about where we're going with this. And this is really what we're trying to talk about in this episode. So Pip, give us some of the options. What could we do to build this wealth? Okay, so 
in general, there are two different routes we can take. Now, there's obviously lots of nuance and lots of options within the options, but generally we want to be thinking about taking one of these two approaches. So the first approach is that we're really leveraging our business. So we're really maximizing our cash flow and our profitability. Essentially, we're building a cash cow, an income generating business. And the aim of this is to maximize the amount of profit that your business is making. And then for us to extract that profit as business owners in a tax efficient manner, and then invest this profit, this cash into other wealth generating assets. So it's basically your, your business is making as much money as possible. You're pulling out this money and then you're investing in property and pensions and stocks and shares or other businesses or, or however you want to spend your money. So that's one option that we've got. The other option is that we are building a business to exit. So we're really building that asset that we can sell that's removed from us. And obviously this is often what we think about for much bigger businesses, you know, and people talk about all these exits, but you can exit a small business too. And I think um, there was a stat that I was reading about this recently, that only 5% of small businesses actually exit and only 10% of those actually exit a fair valuation, which means that as small business owners, we are leaving so much potential money on the table and so I think this is something that I want to make sure that people really understand is you no matter how big your business is you do not need to be making millions of pounds a year to successfully exit your business you just need to be building the business that is successful that somebody else wants to buy from you so in this case we're really thinking about how can we build that business which is sellable we then sell that business and then obviously you get a lump sum of cash or potentially get cash that comes out over time, depending on how you've you structured the sale. And then you've got that big lump sum of cash to then invest in the house, paying off your debts in the pension, in the stocks and shares, in whatever you want to, however you want to spend your money. So those are really the two different directions that you need to think about and start thinking about which one is maybe the right one for you. And I think both options sound amazing, to be honest. But as we've said before, this is really about you, how you want to be within your business, everything that's happening around you in your life as well, and the kind of lifestyle that you're trying to build. So, and it also depends on the margins within your own business and, and the business that you're running itself. So there's a couple of key differences and a little caveat that this is quite general and there will be lots of exceptions to this, but we thought it would be really useful to get give you an overview of the big differences between building a business to leverage it and building a business to exit it. So Pip, our resident money expert, give us a little rundown on the two. Okay, so if we're building a cash cow type business, we're building a business that we want to create lots of profit from, we really need to focus on maximizing our profits. So it's usually a business with relatively high profit margins, often selling relatively premium services or products. Doesn't always be, but sometimes this comes out in a lower sales volume, but higher sales value. So you're selling less, but you're selling more like high ticket items. Not always true though, so that's one caveat there, but that's often if your business does that, you're more inclined to, to go down this route. You'll also find that the businesses often have lower net assets. So coming out of accounting speak, what does that actually mean? That's that the value 
is often offered through services rather than assets. You don't have a lot of stuff in your business. You don't have buildings and bits of machinery and, you know, products and all of these things. A lot of the value that you're creating is kind of created from your brain and created kind of out of thin air as opposed to actual physical products. There's also tends to be more reliance on you in this type of business or highly skilled individuals. So you might have people who are very specialized in what they do. It, there's, there's you who will be very specialized in what you do. And so you need specific individuals or a specific type of person to keep the business running. And so often, as you can see, generally service-based businesses and agencies, et cetera, fall very naturally into this category. Not to say that they can't, you know, look to exit, but this is generally kind of where the service-based businesses will fall. Now, on the complete other hand, businesses which are built more like an asset and really with the view to sell in the long term, often a slightly lower profit margin, although obviously the, the higher profit margin, the, the more money you're able to get on sale and often have a higher volume of transactions. So think about businesses which sell lots of products or um, lots of lower value services. You'll often also find that you will have a high level of net assets. So again, coming out of accounting speak, you have more infrastructure in place. There's often more software, more systems, more things, machinery. There's just more stuff to the business to keep it running. And the businesses like this generally more easily run themselves. So it's not one individual's amazing idea that's keeping the whole business running or the skill that only they can bring to the table. It is a system and a structure that you slot people into to keep the, the wheels turning as opposed to a highly, highly specialized business. So generally, product-based businesses and SaaS businesses and things like that will more naturally fall into building a business for exit. Okay, amazing rundown. And I think people are going to be thinking, do I have to decide at this point which business model I'm going down? And the point that we're trying to make is you can change your mind, but if you haven't even started thinking about these things, you're going to be five steps behind anyone else. So what we want you to do is to consider where might my business go in the future? You know, some businesses will be suited to one model far better than others, but you can change that by the way you look at the business, the systems you put in place, the different things that you do. And really it's going to come down to your long-term goals and what kind of business you want both now, but also in the future. So we're thinking about what do I want my life to look like in the future? Do I still want to be working the same hours, days, weeks that I am at the moment? Or am I going to be looking for something else, like a different way of juggling the two? And then I think that your life changes are going to come into that. So perhaps you started this business in your 20s and now you've got married, you are going to have some children, you are thinking very differently about how you want to interact with your business or you're further on in your career and you're like, do you know what? I've taken a great salary from this for a while and now I want to think about something else. I want to travel more or, or do something different or my husband won the lottery or whatever it might be. So <laughs> Whatever it is, the focus is slightly changing. And we're going to talk about what to focus on for each of these businesses in a second. But there's a few things that you want to think about before we get to that point. Yeah. And just to add into that, I think it's really important to remember that 
you can have you can step away from both types of business. So it's not a question of, do I want to be really, really involved and the, the only person driving the business forward? You can set up a cash cow in a way that you're not involved in the day-to-day or you can sell a business. So it's bringing together the type of business model plus your life and then figuring out the jigsaw pieces and putting it together. The options are endless. It's just, you got to start thinking about them so you know what your option is. Interrupting our own episode to bring you the exciting news of brand new Scaling Simplified VIP days. If you are ready to simplify scaling to seven figures, this is the day for you. Together, we will deep dive into your team, finance and operations so that we can create your bespoke step-by-step scaling strategy. For more information, check out the link in the show notes. So, Diving back into the things we need to think about before we specifically touch on the two different types of business, there's one overarching theory that we need to pull all together to make this happen. And that's really a two-step process. So we need to think about how can we maximize the value of our business? And then how can we extract our wealth from that value that we've created? So When you're maximizing the value of your business, and we'll go into the details in a second, it's really important to understand like your specific strategy for this and not just copy what you think other people are doing, because it's going to be really unique to your business. But for your business, how can you create as much value as possible? And then when you get to the second step and you're starting to extract our wealth, the business model and plan that you've got will depend the timing of this, whether you're, you're pulling out money more regularly or whether you're keeping everything in your business and really investing in it to get that large ca- cash sum out later. So it's really thinking about how am I doing this in the right way? Okay, so let's dive into the first step. And that's all about maximizing the value that we're creating in our business. So if we are building more of a cash cow, We really want to focus on maximizing profitability. That is the key focus for this type of business model. And I think what that means is not necessarily stopping yourself from investing in your business, but really thinking about whether those investments are the right investments to make. I think in the online space, We can almost talk ourselves into investing into anything um, because it will all in some way be useful. But if we're trying to maximize on that profitability, what are the non-negotiable investments? What are we really going to see a difference from? And what are the things that are just nice to have? And I think we'll dive into that in more detail in a future episode, but it's really analyze those investments and really justify them. Yeah, completely agree. And so when we're then thinking more from an exit perspective, so we're building a business to exit, yes, we're focusing on profitability, but we're focusing more on overall value and building of assets. So we're trying to maximize our margins, but we're doing it in a way that's very, very sustainable. So sometimes those bigger investments are necessary to make sure that those margins can be retained for years to come. And this often looks like building in recurring revenue sources and really focusing on creating consistent profit and working capital in your business, because that's something that a buyer 
will be looking over your accounts for several years to ensure that you've got that consistency and stability in your business. They want a business that they know is going to continue to perform, where with a cash cow, we want everything to perform right now. And we're almost taking a slightly long a hit on the long term in order to maximize the short term, because we know we're not necessarily going to be in that business in 25 years time, which is very different from the exit strategy, where we're hoping our business will still be here in 25 years time, just not with us at the helm. And I think that is really, really key. We need to remove the reliance on individuals within that business. So if you are a service-based business and you are in quotation marks, the business, and you want to exit, then short of selling yourself to your buyer, it's there's no value there because you are the, the sole person that the business hangs on. So the sooner you can start to remove that reliance on you for generating the income, but it's the same within all sorts of different members of, of, of the team and the people and the way things work. So it's it's more around creating an amazing system of outcomes that other teams could come in and do rather than it just be down to you. So in that respect, we're also thinking about investing in our systems, putting in all those SOPs, making it something that it's easy to take on and run without full training from the existing team. You know, all that support is there. There's no bottlenecks in that machine. The business is running really smoothly. So I think even at this stage for any business, it's important to think, could this business run without me in it? And are the systems in there supporting if, you know, even if I had to take long term six, which we've discussed in in other episodes, it's such a good thing to start thinking about whatever your strategy is going to be. Yes, preach. Totally agree on that. Having the business machine working for you is such a lifesaver just in the short term, but it opens up so many opportunities for the long term too. So then moving on to the second step is all about extracting that value that you've built in your business. Now, this is pretty straightforward. And literally the aim is to take out as much cash as you can from your business, right? But you need to be quite clever in the way that you're doing this. And this is definitely where I will always say, get professional advice, get the tax advisor to come and help you because every business is different. Every jurisdiction is different. Everybody's personal financial situation is different. So don't just copy and paste something that you see, make sure it's tailored to you. But essentially for a cash cow type of business, we're going to be a bit more aggressive in pulling out our profits earlier on in the business. So it's all about extracting those profits in the most efficient manner. So this might be putting money into your pension, which is a tax allowable expense. So it's reducing your corporation tax for your business. It might be paying yourself a salary again, you're allowed to pay yourself and that's that comes before tax in your business. It might be understanding what personal use assets or what bills that you're spending money on in your house that actually could be running through the business and really thinking about how can I get the most out of my business here and maximize the profit I'm taking. You also want to be thinking about how you're extracting out any cash that isn't going into pensions or private use assets or company cars or what have you. And, and the figuring out whether you're pulling it out through a salary, through a salary and dividends, just through dividends. And this is something, again, you need to speak to your accountant about because with all the corporation tax band rates changing and marginal relief coming in. So if you earn profits between 50K and 250K, you will effectively have a slightly higher rate of tax than if you are earning a little 
little bit more or a little bit less. So you really want to think smartly about how you're paying yourself so you are not paying more tax than you need to. And finding that balance between what's paid a salary and what's paid um, as dividends is really important for you. So it's it's all of these little things about how can I pull out as much money as the business can allow me to take out without me damaging the business, but really, really regularly. And then when I've pulled that money out, what am I actually investing that in? As we've talked about before, we don't want that to just sit in a bank account and lose money with interest rates and inflation. We want to think about what, how we're creating that wealth. And so that might be putting some of the money in savings in a high interest savings account. So you've got, you know, your rainy day funds, but it might also be about clearing debt that you've got, mortgages, student loans. It might be investing in property. It might be investing in stocks and shares or purchasing other businesses, you know, putting money in pensions. It, it'll look really different for every individual. And again, this is where getting a wealth advisor is such a good idea. But it's about thinking about what your plan is, because what I want to do with my money is going to be really different to Georgia say what you want to do with your money. And, you know, for me, I've decided I'm less interested in investing in pension, but I'm investing in property instead. But if I was in my 50s or 60s and I had a family, I'd probably be investing in a very different way. It, it, you know, it really depends as you as an individual. So I think it's really understanding for you, how can you pull that profit out? And then what can you do to maximize that profit? Now, on the other hand, if you are building to exit, you're not going to be thinking about how much profit can I pull out right now. You're going to be much more modest in that and much more regular in the way that you pull out cash. Because ultimately, often when people buy your business, they want to know that they can put someone in place to run your business. Often the person buying your business is not going to be the person running your business. They're going to want to hire somebody to run your business. So if you are paying yourself consistently, but not a crazy amount they're essentially got your salary already accounted for and so they'll know I can bring somebody in and they'll run the business a little bit like Pip used to run the business and so it's really thinking about that consistency there you also want to think about um different ways that you might sell your business and we'll dive into this in a different episode so do not worry if asset sales and share sales and all these things that people talk about are going straight over your head because we'll dive into what this means and what might be right for you but i think it's really important that we understand these things so it gives us the options about where we want to take things and um, we also want to think about when we get to that point of sale is, you know, how can we maximize any tax allowances? So it might be pulling out cash beforehand and payments. There's business asset disposal relief, the ADR that we need to make sure that we're getting. So again, being a step ahead and starting to think about these things before at sale is a really good idea. So we can make sure that in the year or two run up to selling the business, we've got all of our ducks in a row and we're actually maximizing for whatever sales structure there might be. And again, this is where getting some specific advice will make, honestly, as I've seen with some of my clients, hundreds of thousands of pounds of difference in the amount you are gonna sell your business for, if not more, if you're selling, you know, at seven and eight figure multiples. So it's really just thinking about here, being much more consistent in extracting a profit and making sure that you really are showing that consistency for any future seller. Pip, I love how knowledgeable you are on this. And I think you're all getting the impression that actually Pip's quite obsessed with this and enjoys it so <laughs> much. <laughs> but hopefully that has been really eye-opening in terms of the two different options at a top level. And we're going to go into more detail of this in, in future episodes. 
But to just kind of summarize this whistle stop tour, the things that we're thinking about are number one, understand your business model. Is it cash flow or valuation? Number two is you want to maximize your value. So we're maximizing profitability or we're maximizing value or both. We're like thinking about where we are within within our model. And then we're extracting any of the profit in the most tax efficient manner that we can to keep that sell value high, to keep the objectives that we're aiming for fresh in our mind. Now, this might all seem a bit overwhelming, but it's also so exciting thinking about how you can build that wealth in your business and what what your future map plans might be. I imagine at the moment you love running your business and you enjoy the day to day. But as we've alluded to, life can change, different things come in, you know, you might want to move in a slightly different direction. So starting to think about, okay, what do I want to be doing in five years is really interesting when you start thinking about your personal business strategy. And this is exactly what we're going to be dealing with in our VIP days. We'll be diving into this and lots more of the detail that's going to be really relevant to you so that you can build a strategy and a structure that's going to take you in the right direction. Thank you for listening to Scaling Simplified with me, Pip Harland. And me, Georgia Fitzgerald. If you've loved this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review. We love it when you get in touch. So head to the show notes and drop us a DM or send us an email. We want to hear all about your business.